This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. And welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Susie Ruffle. And me, Tom Allen. Hello, everybody. Tom, we got so many lovely messages from our podcast last week. It does seem like it was a nice, um, it was a nice celebration, doesn't it? Everyone was thrilled. People seem to enjoy hearing how awful I was at <laughs> a concert. No, I think people were just heavily related. Mm, do you think? I think people heavily related. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, let's hope it was that. I think it was. It seemed to look all right. People didn't seem to. Did you watch it back? No, I haven't watched it back yet. I've, but you did, I mean, you went inundated with messages. I did get a few messages, um, and they didn't. I thought they were going to edit the whole thing out, so I was very flattered that they didn't. You didn't see the the failed standing ovation, which I think is fine. Merciful. Well, I think that if anything, that would probably feel like a snub to Kylie than anything else. Mm, that's true, wouldn't it? That's true. Yeah. And of course, I didn't realise how often she was saying, OK, we better move on. I was obviously in my... To you? Yeah, to me, yeah. Sure. OK, well, we better move on. OK, well... <laughs> and another thing, Kylie, right, is... Um, but, you know... I think it's fine. I think it's great, in fact. Well... But people you. seem to love the app. People love the app, Tom. People love the honesty. And I think mm. people liked that we were IRL, as the kids say. We were IRL. People like it, don't they? They like IRL. I believe so. And, um, and you know, lovely, uh, lovely to hear from so many new listeners, old and new. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Now, Tom. Yes, Suze. We're a couple of weeks out of Christmas. Yes, Le- Less than that. How are you doing on your shopping front? I haven't been shopping on my front very much at all, actually. Really? No, so I've got to do a lot of onlining. Do you know what you're getting people? Well, um, I've got some ideas. Sure, sure. You know, I'm not very... It's not that I don't make merry at Christmas, but (laughs) I sometimes struggle with the getting organised and knowing... I don't know. I just sometimes struggle with it. There. Yeah. No, I think that's fine. Do you think? I think that's fine. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Are you are you up to date with all yours? Um, I've got a handful of them, but I haven't got anything for Alice yet. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. So I th- I need to get some sort of bag for her. I think <laughs> she's had enough. Bag. Yeah, some sort of bag. Not me. I imagine. <laughs> Do you mean like a handbag rather than? Yeah, just like a sort of shopping bag that she could fold up in a handbag. What, like a placky bag? A placky bag, is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, like a plastic bag. You call it a placky bag, no? 
I've never heard that. No, come on. No, I've never heard that, Suze. I'm sorry. What? A plastic bag would be a placky bag. Has anybody else heard this? Tom, they can't speak back to us. When will you realise we're nine years in? I know, I know. We're 200 years into doing this podcast and I've still not grasped what it is. Well, don't worry. We've still not grasped what a format is, so I wouldn't worry. Yeah, well, well. Um, would you keep the placky bags in another placky bag, in a big placky bag? Well, of course, mm. yes. But my nan used to have sort of a a sort of a plastic cage for them to mm. live in. On the back of the door? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. That sort of thing. They are handy, though. Yes, they are handy. I know people say like, oh, the environment and all that. But fundamentally, we used to line the bins. <laughs> We used to put them in the, we used to use them as bin liners. Yeah, of course. And now we buy bin liners. So that doesn't seem very good for the environment. Do you think it's a, a false economy? I do think it might be a false economy. I mean, they're a small bin liner. I get it. Sure. And probably thinner than a... Than your classic. Than your classic. Although bags did used to be a lot thinner. Is this content? Mm, is Well, have we fight at last run out of things to say? No, I won't have it. I won't hear of it. I wouldn't have thought so. Surely we've got things to say. How's your week been? Well, it's been lovely, thanks. A lot of um, catching up with people. So I've sort of broken up for Christmas now. Oh, he's broken up? He's broken up. He's broken up. He's done the Christmas assembly. What part did you play? Um, I was the narrator, of course. Of course, of course he was. Who else Always would you be? The um, Mary and Joseph. There was it. Um, the Roman Emperor Ju- Julius Caesar decreed that every man should return to the town of his birth. Something like that, isn't it? I've got no idea. Is it Julius Caesar or Augustus Caesar? Caesar Augustus. Um, I think it might be Caesar Augustus. I can't remember. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Key detail. Key figure um, in the story. But I do enjoy a narrator who's been told to speak slowly and clearly so everyone can hear them. That's how I speak. Were you a robot when you were a child? I was also a robot. So you've been doing some catching up, last little bits of work. Yes. He's ready to stop. Got a Christmas tree, trying to remember to water it. Uh, got to water it. You've got to water your Christmas trees, guys. Come on. Yeah, we've got ours now. Have you seen? We decorated it. Yeah, and I've got to say, the idea of decorating a tree with your child is sort of quite lovely. Well, I don't think you should decorate it, it with your child. <laughs> I don't think she would. <laughs> but the practice of actually doing it is really fucking irritating because uh, she had absolutely zero respect for my sort of colour themes. And also she, she, you know, she, her, you know, she doesn't have a lot of reach at the moment. She's only three. Mm. So she was very sort of localised to one area for where her balls were. Very much like this podcast. Yes. Very, not a lot of reach. Very localised. Not a lot of reach. Very localised. You know, fine at best. Mm, mm. And so, so we're thinking only base level. Only bubbles. base level for her. Only base level bubbles. Mm, mm. But listen, we got through it. Bit of tinsel. Bit of tinsel wrapped round. There's a bit of tinsel tightly wrapped wound round. round. Tight as tightly wound as my nerves, and <laughs> <laughs> and it will get ever tighter until the big day. Uh, we've got some Father Christmases. We've got a couple of nutcrackers. What do you think about that? Bought them last year. Uh, an ongoing uh, discussion that we have in this house is, oh, Robert Dias, was it? Yes, it was. Don't want to climb oh. too hard, but... 
Um, no, I mean, we went to Pole Hill Barbecue Centre, which listeners may be familiar with Barbecue Dave and the Barbecue Centre there. Oh, of course. Wait, the Barbecue Centre is still open at this time of the year? No, because the Barbecue Centre at this time of year is squashed into a corner when they have endless arrays of outdoor lighting options. For example, the collection of small reindeers made of lights, the Christmas tree, which is essentially a stick with lines of lights coming out of it. Did you buy anything like that? No. Too gauche? Too gauche. I've only just uplit my urn. So. Oh, let's talk about the urn again. Well, if you want. You've uplit it? Well, I say this. Rob, who my friend Rob, who helps in the well, he's the gardener. He comes and does it, and he fitted the lights. So I don't want to sound like Downton Abbey, the gardener. Rob does the garden maintenance with Mikey, and they sometimes listen. So shout out to them. Shout out to them both. So you've uplit your urn. Well, Rob's done it. Yeah, Rob's uplit your urn. So does yeah. it look like it's a crematorium? It it does look like as. As I said before, it sort of looks like a very elaborate cemetery out there now, yeah. Which was what I was always dreaming of. Of course, that was that was the plan. That was the sort of the big plan all along. And he's got it up my jasmine as well. Pardon? He's got it up my jasmine. Right. My jasmine arch is now up lit. Lit up. Your jasmine arch? Yeah. You've got a jasmine arch? Suze, I'm telling you, I've got a jasmine arch. I've, when was the last time I was at your house? This sounds all I very dramatic. That came in, in late summer, I would say. So it's a, a full arch with jasmine going around it? Yeah. Oh, Tom, that sounds lovely. Very sort of secret garden. Thank you, which is exactly the vibe I was going for. Have you asked Alfie to sort of carry you around like you're a small child? Yes, a Victorian child. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> um, yes. Take I me to the window. Been. Take me to the window. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sometimes I just appear ghostly at the window. Yes, of um, course. To frighten, to frighten the other characters. But, um, but apart from that, yeah. You know that. that Tom grew up uh, wanting to be in the theatre because he refers to people in his life as the other characters. The other characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to start referring to my friends as. Yeah. <laughs> That's the like Alice sometimes refers to herself as the audience. Oh. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh. She's like, sorry, am I being the audience? Okay, dear. Oh. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. 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 Um, did we discuss before my love of the book, well, The Secret Garden, and I met one of the, because when the film came out, we went to see it at school. And then latterly, I met one of the children who was in it, so starstruck. And I met the person who played um, one of the children, Edmund, I think, in um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, you haven't um, told that story. Pray tell. Ah, well, I met him. I, he works in um, podcasting, I think. Oh. Um, and uh, I don't know why, but um, I met him on a Zoom call once. And what, did you recognise him? He, I think he told me actually. He couldn't hold back. What he said, simply so you know, I was the child in the secret garden. Before we go any further, you may as well know. (laughs) Yes, it's me. I think that happens Um, quite a lot to people that are, I think quite a lot of people that were in massive films as children mm. end up not being in the industry as adults. And that must be quite strange. Yeah, I think they're happy to get out of it, aren't they? They see it for what it is. Mm. Yeah, a lot of old turps. Yeah, well, Mark Lester, didn't he become a chiropodist or something from Oliver? What, the boy that played Oliver? Did he? I don't know if that's true. But um, he. Um, but another book I really enjoyed at school, and did you ever do this? Go on, please. Tom's Midnight Garden. Oh, I feel like I have a memory of that. 
What was it about? His Midnight Garden? Is that you now? With your it's Jasmine a boy called Arch? Tom, if you can imagine sure. such a thing. He were, he's evacuated in the war to um, an old house. They've got a grandfather clock. You're not thinking of Goodnight, Mr. Tom, because that one absolutely broke my heart. Oh, uh, with John Thorpe. No. Oh. Um, no, I'm not thinking of that, but that is a good one. Yeah, that's a good that's a good sad film, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good sad film, and he's quite grumpy at first. Yes, of course. He has to be Mr. Tom. And also not to be confused with the other book at school, Carrie's War. Did you read that? No. That was, is that about Carrie Bradshaw? It's about Carrie Bradshaw, how she's evacuated yeah. during the Second World War. <laughs> right, <laughs> what happened unusual. to yeah, And just like that, it. I was evacuated. <laughs> <laughs> As I sat, I wondered, how long would I be out of New York? Well, you can barely hear her say that because the typewriter's so loud. <laughs> and the sound of air raids in the distance. <laughs> the air raid, yes, yeah, siren is really off-putting and she's on that stoop. But um, it's about... <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a niche mashup, so but I, oh. I would love it so much. I feel like it would have a really dedicated queer audience. Very, very dedicated queer audience. All, Carrie Bradshaw's all 12 war. people that love it. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw's war. <laughs> and it's all about, they go... Does she have four uh, friends that she goes with? Well, three yes, friends. Yes, they're all these four evacuees who always <laughs> go out for a, a rationed brunch. <laughs> Does the gay one occasionally come along? <laughs> that's a gay one yeah Good. um yeah that's right you know it's very important it's actually very moment. moving it's very moving actually <laughs> i'm trying to think of other references <laughs> but carrie bradshaw is evacuated in, in yeah. carrie's war yeah. and there she's with a very religious family and they're quite mean to her oh and there's something about like an artifact that's you're not like, like a skull or something or some sort of artifact that's like protecting the village and then at the end, she she steals it and runs off. I think that's what happens. I think that it could be sort of a handbag for Carrie Bradshaw, a pair of shoes. Some yeah, Lodonics. some Louboutins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Roger Viviers. Well, I hope that's helped. Um, yeah, I hope that's helped everyone. Um, Thomas Midnight Garden, for anybody wondering, is about a boy who's evacuated in the war. And in the middle of the night, he wakes up and the grandfather clock goes backwards. And right. he tra- it's a bit like, so good night, sweetheart. You know, he... Well, good night, sweetheart. Came along afterwards. Oh, Tom, that was very l- coded and loaded. How you said that? I'm just saying. I'm not saying anybody owns time travel. Well, you're saying that Nicholas Lindhurst doesn't. Well, I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tom's Midnight Garden was there for a long time. Sure. sure. He goes back in time. I think his friend is called Hattie. She's a Victorian girl. Sure. And then they hang out. She can be a bit mean to him, but he quite likes that. And then um, responds well to strong women. Is it? Well, I'm just saying. His name's Tom, <laughs> and um, and then one notable episode I thought was he very sweetly says to her, "Oh, Hattie, when you're finished with your um, ice skates, will you wrap them up in brown paper and hide them in the bottom of the wardrobe?" And he does, and she does, and then he finds them because, of course, she's in the past, and she's they're left there, and so they both have ice skates and they go ice skating. That was a nice episode. Nice. I thought it was a book. Um, there was a TV adaptation as well. Tom's Midnight Garden. That does sound sweet. Well. Okay, fine. I'll come to your garden at midnight. Okay, everyone. I'm just saying, if you come at midnight to my garden, we'll go back. You will time, time travel. <laughs> I will time travel. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. Did you ever read, and I kind of know what the answer is going to be, but mm. did you ever read that book, The Time Traveler's Wife? Loved one of my favourites. Are you yeah. joking? Mm? No. Oh, did you love it? Yeah. Did you not like the book? No, I loved it. I just didn't know that you'd read it. I don't know why. Well, I, I remember really crying. Yeah. 
at the end. Really, really weeping at the end. I think it's billed as quite a a sci-fi sort of book. Mm. But but actually, I thought it wasn't wasn't in that realm particularly. I thought it was just very moving. A romance novel. Yeah. That happens to be about time travel. And he just, he's there and then he's not there. I thought it was very... Heartbreaking. Very powerful, yeah. Very I've had relationships like that. Of course. And <laughs> um, what was your favourite book when you were a child? Oh, huge question that. As a child... Maybe our podcast should be a book club. Maybe that's what it's going to be after 10 oh years. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I've we read finally upwards of seven thing. books. So there you go. We're ready. We, if anyone we've got seven episodes. We've got that seven episodes for that. <laughs> um... <laughs> I would say it might be something like maybe Matilda. Or, yeah, great choice. Or Boy. Maybe mm. um, great choice. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad reading it to me, actually. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, Very but nice what, what, what was your one? I really liked Little Women. Yeah, but what book did you like? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Matilda as well. <laughs> she was a little woman. She was a little woman. Oh. Uh, yeah, Little Women. My nan loved it. And mm. so gave me a copy. Oh. And it was, it's a, the bit where Beth dies, no spoilers, is absolutely heartbreaking. Oh. Well. So yeah, absolutely loved it. What's your favourite book of the year? That's a good question. Oh my This is God. sort of one of our final okay. episodes, isn't it? All right. Okay. No? Okay. Um, no, let's, let's, I'm just looking along the bookshelf as I, answer you um what did i read over the summer mm, um i would say um um well, what was yours as i'm as i'm looking along my bookshelf what was yours? well so i've read there's quite a few books that i've really loved this year wild things by laura k she's oh, yeah. a queer writer it's about a oh no of, i'm out <laughs> a group of friends that can't afford to live in london so they decide to buy a place they're like a gay guy oh and a straight guy and two sort of bisex- one bisexual girl, one gay girl, I think. Anyway, so a queer sort of friendship group and their straight mm. mate decide to mm. like move to like an hour outside of London and see if they can. An, and they assume hour, that they're. An hour outside of London. Yes, but they sort of assume they're the only gays in the village and quite quickly realise that there's lots of people like us everywhere. And they, there's loads of gays everywhere, I think. There's there? loads oh, of gays everywhere, fun. but that it's a like really a sort idea. of sweet um, mm. book about sort of uh, creating a home somewhere that doesn't you that you where you think might not be your place. Oh, I love that, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, oh, that sounds like a great book. A really good, actually, by Monica Heisey. That's really good. It's about a woman that's just had a divorce, but she's in and her like twenty-seven. Uh, and it's about being young and having divorced. And then that book that you recommended to me. Yes. Uh, the List by Yomi Adekiki. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, great. I loved that book. Wasn't it brilliant? Yeah. Really mm. brilliant. But that's just a handful. Yeah, I would agree. I also read The Song of Achilles on holiday. Did you? That sounds heavy. What's that about? Is it Greek? It's Greek, but it's about um, Oh, it's Achilles. all Greek to me. It's all Greek to me. But I read it when I was in Greece, so that made it nice. Oh. And I don't know much about Greek mythology, so it's all quite new as well. Sure. But, it's, but um, it is quite it's, old, isn't it, Greek mythology? Greece is very old. Um, but also the story is a, is a, it's a gay love story. It's a queer love story, everybody. Oh, so God. get on board with it, okay? Um, Even if you're straight, you've got to read it. Read That's it. That's allyship. And I'm trying to find now a lovely book that, um, so Song of Achilles was bought for me by Lou Beckett. 
Right. And then there was another book book for me by Amy Annette called um, Less. And I can't find who it's by. I can't see it on the shelf. Anyway, that's a good book if you see it. I'll I, I tell you another book that I loved. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn. What's her Seven Brides of Seven Brothers. No, it's not Seven Brides of Seven Brothers. Okay. The Seven... Oh, the seven, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Okay, that's what it's called. And the reason that I've just been reminded of that is because I gave your friend of mine, Amy Annette, my copy because she came to see me, and I said, "Have you got a book for the train home?" She said, "No." I said, "Please take this one. I think you'll enjoy it." What a lovely thing to do! Have you got a book? You know for how the I love to, and you know how I, I love to push a book on someone on the. You love to foist home. a book on someone. Yeah, really do. I would say that's one of my things. That's I, that's that's I my beige that. flag. But when. You see, books used to be the Instagram of their time, didn't they? They were the way you'd pass time yeah. on a journey or something if you yeah. didn't, didn't make you travel sick. But um, that would be the way to do it. But we've sort of forgotten that, and I, I've, I lament it. Well, that's the thing, Tom. You know, I've tried very hard in the last mm. few months to get off of social media. Have you? I didn't I'm know de- that. Well, yeah, I'm like deleting my Twitter account. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I haven't been on there in years. Yeah. Um, it's on Alice's phone. I don't really know why. I still have it. But Alice sort of took it off me a few years ago and she was like, I think this is bad for your brain. And she was right. Mm. And that's mm. love. And then I find that Instagram, I find, is sort of a mixture of some stuff I really like. Yeah. Some stuff I love watching someone cooking. I love watching a home mm. renovation. Mm. I, I really enjoy watching someone doing some, um, in America, they might call it yard work but when someone has a really overgrown garden and then uh, someone goes in and really sorts it out and does the edging really really enjoy watching things like that i'm terribly sure. dull people don't realize but you know That's a lot of it is mm. very stressful a lot of it is very shouty i think that because twitter's gone instagram's become a taken a bit of that shouty place i i agree i um i don't like that. i was about to say I hard agree, I think people sometimes say. I think hard agree. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't like that terminology because you know I don't like modern idioms creeping in. No, of course. I don't like I don't like that. And also by the way, I just I just remembered a thing I don't like. When people go to a place and they go, New York, I'm in you. It makes me feel physically sick. Please never say that. (laughs) 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 I think it's so repugnant. But then um, that's fine. And I, and I, that's okay for that. Of course, everybody else, is, everybody else loves to shout their opinions. <laughs> so there's mine. Okay. Yeah. You're allowed to shout like yours. That. I don't like that sort of chat. So I didn't mean to cut you off though about Instagram because I think this is very important. Karen, please. Well, no, I've just tried to be off of it. I just, I just feel like I need to be off of it because it is so, mm. oh, horrible. Mm. I just think it's very loud and I don't think it's particularly good for my mental health. And so I've tried very hard to put it. And so now I endeavour to always have a book in my bag. I think that's fabulous. I think it's so good. Yeah, there you go. I think it's something I dream of doing because I'm definitely addicted to it. Like I yeah, definitely sure. am drawn to it in a way that I can't stop looking at it. I'm drawn to it in a way that doesn't make sense. I'm not getting anything from yes. it, but I still look at it. And uh, like you say, I'm almost searching for something that's going to stress me out. And then I go, right, I knew the world was terrible. Blah, I knew everything. Yeah. And I also think it's sort of, there's a sense that, oh, well, I'm being really aware of everything because I'm across all my social media. But actually, in terms of garnering uh, understanding of news and the world, I think there's much better outlets to access for that. I mean, a good quality newspaper, for example. Yes, I think so too. I couldn't agree more. Your journal. No, Tom, I do. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that 
No, you're right. I don't think we were... Well, yes, you're right. I, I think, you know what, Tom, I think I am absolutely right. Thank you for that. But I feel like as humans, we weren't meant to know everything about what everybody else was doing all the time. We were meant to know as many people that lived near our caves mm, and they were our yeah. gang. That's it. And I don't, I, sh I shouldn't know what's happening for t to someone in LA. No, exactly. I, don't, should, I shouldn't know about their coffee routine. Exactly. I shouldn't be watching a get ready with me for someone that lives... Yeah. In Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. It, it's not, I mean, occasionally, of course, one will gain some important insight, but um, a lot of the time I I have doubts about that. Um, so, yeah. Have you got a time limit on yours? I do on text messages, which is silly, actually, because text messages aren't the most um, wasteful thing. I've put one on Instagram. Oh, that's good. So I, do, I only have an hour a day. Wow, that's great. Which sounds, which still sounds like quite a lot. Mm. And sometimes I do press the ignore button, but it just does sort of remind me that if yeah. it's got to like 10 o'clock and I'm already, and it's already like, you've only got five minutes left. I'm like, right. I know I'll use more than five minutes of Instagram today, but this is insane that I've spent 50% yeah, of thing. my morning yeah. Yeah. looking at this screen. What I've been trying to do is mindfulness. I think I may have said this. That Go on, um, tell me how you're mindful. I downloaded a mindful, mindful, babe. I'm so fucking mindful about everything. <laughs> I downloaded a mindful... Sorry, children. Um, <laughs> I um, downloaded a mindfulness app. Yes. Uh, which was recommended to me and then forgot to cancel in time for the you know, of course. free trial. Because why would you? Why would why? you remember to do that, Tom? Why would I remember to do that? I was so... I was so fucking mindful yeah um and so i was furious so not the mindful, mindful of your wallet been, are you mate, yeah not mindful of that whatever it was quid <laughs> stuck with that fucking mindfulness app now but i have been trying to do that and i do like that actually if i make, but somehow i don't why don't i make space for it because i know it's good for me what do you do what's the app um insight timer right and what do you do does it have like a sit down relax yourself relax your feet relax your shoulders there's different options is it someone that's Maybe from San Francisco, kind of talking you through it. There's a lot of people, I would say, from the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, but they, they, there are some that I enjoy more than others. Uh, the ones where it's, you know, I'll go with it. But like when it's like, you are an important life force. You are an energy. that I'm like, oh, shut up, mate. Come on. <laughs> I'd like an uptight British woman going, you're getting through it. You're doing the best you can. No, you're not Stop smashing so everything. But how, how can one person be expected to smash the, everything? Just sit down, sit down for five minutes and shut your mouth and shut your mind off and just <laughs> relax. Okay. Just so take funny. two minutes. And what do you think you've got it harder than everyone else? <laughs> what do you think you are? A nurse on the minimum wage? I think you're fine, actually. If anyone from any of those companies want to employ me, do go via my agent. I think a, a self-righteous <laughs> British mindfulness, I think, could very much be a niche. You could it's cover. called bloody-mindedness. <laughs> a self-righteous British woman just basically <laughs> telling everyone off. That would be so funny. I'd love it. Okay, well, listen, I'm looking... What are you worried about now? What? Oh, don't be daft. Well, of course that's not going to happen. Was it oh, do you know before? what? I've had it up to here with your silly worries. If you don't stop, if you don't stop, that's it. Right, that's it. I'm going to count to five. You've heard my parenting, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, listen. Um, 
Mm. I just think if you just breathe in and out for a minute, you'll be fine. <laughs> just take a deep breath, get in it, have a bath and go to bed. Yeah. But the problem That's... is, if it was me, eventually I would end up crying. Go, you know, you're probably right. Oh, God, it's really good. hard, isn't when it? Is cr- <laughs> when have you not felt good from crying? When have you oh, not I felt love good from crying? crying. We watched, we went out on Friday night. We went oh, to clang. a clang. We went to a club night. Oh, my goodness. That started at half seven. Quite right. The dream. Perfect home. Finished at 11. Ideal. Perfect. And it was home. A, it was called Rhythm of the 90s. And it was a live band, two drum kits, mm. guitarists, two pianists, and a singer doing electronic. the 90s. Well, yes, but electronic music live. So, like, oh. Let Me Be Your Fantasy and stuff like that, which is, I think. What was a ballad? Was, no, no, no. Played, but played with actual instruments rather than, like, I assume oh. that it was initially like written on like a synth machine. Very, very clever. Very, very clever. I can clever. see you and Maisie Adam bopping away. <laughs> it was actually me and Alice Ruffell, uh, oh. your friend and mine, your wife and mine, Alice Ruffell. <laughs> and uh, we had a great time. We left. Oh. We had a dance. We left at half 10. I was a little mm. bit coldy. And I said, I'm about ready to go. She said, I am too. So we That's got. Lovely, isn't it? The, the classic way to end a rave, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I'm a bit coldy. Oh, I'm ready to go as well. <laughs> I had two shandies. It was really, it was really like the, the hacienda in the 90s, I imagine. It does sound like exactly <laughs> how people describe the hacienda, yeah. And then we went home, we put on our jammies and took off our makeup, mm. had um, a halloumi wrap delivered from Deliveroo, and mm. then uh, sat down and watched the holiday, both cried. Oh, that's nice. How far into it do you get? Uh, before we went to bed, we got to the bit where she realises that the two little girls are his daughters oh fine oh that's quite good going i watched the rest of it the next day had another cry oh great good for you good for you actually we love to watch the telly sometimes as we're dozing off off you know often i'll gravitate towards a downton abbey sometimes that dog doesn't even make it up the lawn (laughs) oh my god talking of dogs we had my mum's dog ron for a sleepover (laughs) oh was it wonderful it was wonderful it was absolutely wonderful. Mum and dad were oh. going to a party. They said, oh. Ron, come and stay. We said, yeah, sure. Him Where and the cat. Ron... I mean, they're not, oh, yeah. they're not super close, but they will part with each other. And um, Ron slept in between me and Alice. And it was <laughs> on his back, paws in the air, like he'd been yeah. shot. Um, <laughs> and, oh, Tom, having a dog on your bed is Lovely. such... Oh, my God, it's so... It's so lovely. I missed him the next day. Of course. They are wonderful. Oh, my God. I missed him. It was so lovely. I took him for a walk. Got up at half six, didn't I? I went, oh, God, I've got to... Come on, let's get the dog out. Wee. Well, mum looked... Not mum's dog, but mum would look after her friend's yes. dog, Bo, and she would sleep on the pillow like a human. <laughs> <laughs> Tucked under the covers? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really adorable. Um, yeah. yeah, I know if you don't like dogs, that's me, absolutely disgusting. But yeah, of course. Luckily, it's made me really okay. want, like, it was made, made me really want Ron. We did consider moving house and just having to cut contact with my mum so that we could keep Ron, but it felt oh, quite extreme and she's really good at babysitting. Extreme. So, yeah. you know. Maybe Ron has a relative that might need somewhere to live. Well, yes, of course. Poodle cross Bichon, a Bige poo. Yeah. The, tra- the only problem is with Ron is that he's quite little. Mm. And he's very friendly unless there's a big dog. And then he has, do people call it the Napoleon syndrome? I believe, yeah. Where he really needs to have a go at a big dog to be like, just because I'm little, I'm really hard, all right? 
but they do back off. It works. You're not hard because you're a little poodle. But they do back off those big dogs. It's a good lesson. Yeah, they need to be tested. Little and- people know when little people die. <laughs> they look easy pickings, but they've got some. Uh, I'm trying to do Les Mis. Of course. Mm. And I enjoyed it mass- ma- mm. massively. 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 Um, well, um, I think a lovely little, well, he's not little. He's a medium-sized dog. Oh, no, he's quite small. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, I'm not quite tall, small. so I don't know. It's hard for you to say. But there's that dog, isn't there? I saw it on the BBC. That's like the biggest dog in the country. And he's like seven and a half foot when he stands on his hind legs. Too tall. Too tall, but lovely. Too tall, but lovely, yeah. Imagine him on your bed. Yes, Susie. Oh, yeah. Like a a lurcher. They'd be good to cuddle, I always think. Oh, yes. Yes. So we've got a few emails in. Let's share a couple of quickies before we depart today. Hi, Susie and Tom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say how much I enjoyed last night's, this is last week's, spread a smile gig at the Comedy Store. You were both absolutely brilliant. Mm. Susie, for being your joyous, hilarious self, as well as putting on such an amazing gig for a charity. And Tom, I genuinely couldn't breathe at some parts of your set. I was laughing so hard. My glasses kept slipping off my nose because of the happy tears. Oh. That, that should go on a poster. That's lovely. Have you thought about getting a chain? <laughs> I'm still absolutely devastated I didn't win the marmalade candles in the raffle. But it was a marvellous evening nonetheless. Many, many buys. Abby from York, brackets, yes, it was quite the commute for a gig. That is a commute, Abby. That is a commute. But I'm so pleased you had fun. All the way from York Minster to Westminster Abbey. That was, yes. Uh, it was uh, a lovely gig for a very wonderful charity called Spread a Smile. And Tom and I did a raffle. And Tom, did you take it seriously? Well, I tried to, but then I saw these marmalade candles. <laughs> Never, I just said marmalade candles. And then people we laughed. Had... I didn't make fun. Maybe. No, you raised an eyebrow. Mm, Don't well, pretend. Can't they can't, they've, got a mind, they've got a life of their own. <laughs> They're working nine to five. <laughs> From last week's podcast... This was your best podcast ever. We're still laughing. Thank you, guys. Love, Ruth and Kathy. Oh, Ruth and Kathy. Oh, Ruth and Kathy. I know them. Fantastic episode. Hello, my like minded friends, Susie and Tom, a long-time listener, and always find myself nodding along to your obscure mentions, such as the Bjork movie and other 80s and 90s throwbacks. Ooh. But the last episode, Albert Hall, Beer Fear, must be one of my absolute fates. Listening to Tom talk about what every other gay of our generation would do when confronted with Kylie lying on piano was just perfection. In fact... <laughs> I didn't want to move whilst listening and ended up sitting in a very cold bath until the full episode had finished. Oh, gosh, like the boy in the secret garden. <laughs> like the boy in the secret garden. Mm. I too love a banana and chocolate flake Miller corner. Finally warmed up both physically and mentally after your episode. I just had to message you to say thanks for cheering me up on this cold winter night. And that is from the boy from the secret garden. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Brackets, padam, padam, Jimmy. Padam Padam, thank you. Oh, is it Padam Padam? I thought it was Padam well, Padam. I um, I'll go either way. Uh, no, it's Pad. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <I'll>, right. <laughs> um, I, I just like to make it rhyme with with Madam. So, oh. um, but it's Padam Padam, isn't it? Like a heartbeat, apparently. Oh right. I, can I just ask quickly before we go? Mm. Did the gays absolutely lose their minds when she started doing Padam Padam? Oh, they. I mean, they'd gone. Their like minds that were already. so gone. They, it was like they couldn't go any. Because I don't oh, know why, but it has Padam Padam become a real gay anthem. Well, I think it's the song that's kind of launched or sort of like raised her profile in America, somebody said. Oh. So it's a real international banger. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> um. When you say banger, it makes me think of when my mum refers to Top of the Pops as the hit parade. I love the talk of the hit parade. Yes, I like that. 
<laughs> An absolute banger. Well, I'm sure that one of your friends at the Electro um, Pop No, I don't or... know if they are my friends. Cause I think the fact that I said I did leave early so that we could easily get a cab home and I wanted to make mm. sure that this really nice Greek place was still open on delivery. I, I don't know be... if I'm... Mm, okay. I'm I, Tom, I know that you'd support that. I'd support it. And you I don't need to tell me that you'd support that, love. Nobody listening to this podcast is like, oh, no, for me, I love to stay up late. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get enough excitement. People who listen to this podcast are very much fans of an early night. An early night, sit down quietly, stop being so silly. Yes, that could be the man. That could be the mantra. That could be like the tagline of this podcast: sit down, sit down quietly, and stop being so silly. There we go. We found it's not, not a bad mantra, actually. No, well, I have it in neon lights. You know, like people have things written in neon <laughs> that mean something to them. <laughs> Minus <laughs> flashing. <laughs> in the window <laughs> all year round all year round sit down quietly and stop being so silly um everybody would just relax wouldn't they i think so that's nice that people enjoyed the podcast last week. it really is well we'll be back next week in a live setting for the next two weeks in fact oh yes together actually together in the same room actually together imagine such a thing and we'll see you then we'll see you then we're also thinking well i suppose we shouldn't promise things we maybe won't deliver on but um we were saying about doing a slight um, reflection, like maybe playing some clips in from, from our podcast episodes of yesteryear. That would be fun because I think we would be surprised by them. Right. We don't know who we Very are surprised. anymore. Yes. Surprised. So what is it? Seven years in your whole, 2016. So that'd be, that'll yes. be right, won't it? We'll have done about 70, seven years. And yeah. is it every seven years you completely renew. Oh my goodness. That's so that right. We should level. do it. So there you go. There we go. That's a great idea. Gosh, Tom, you're so smart. So profound, so, so deep. Profound, babe. So, so profound. deep. So deep. Okay, we'll see you next week on Like Minded Friends. Okay, bye. Okay, everyone, bye, enjoy bye, the festivities. Bye, 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 bye. bye, 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 bye also, bye, just bye, sit down and stop being so silly. Sit down, for goodness sake. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> <laughs>